information with an efficiency and power that humankind has never before witnessed. The free flow of information on the Internet provides wondrous new opportunities for people to express themselves and communicate. But there's a dark side. As social reputation-shaping practices such as gossip and shaming migrate to the Internet, they're being transformed in significant ways. Information that was once scattered, forgettable, and localized is becoming permanent and searchable. Ironically, the free flow of information threatens to undermine our freedom in the future. These transformations pose threats to people's control over their reputations and their ability to be who they want to be. Will we enslave ourselves by making it impossible to escape from the shackles of our past and from the stain of gossip and false rumors? How much information should we know about each other? How do we allow people to control their personal information without curtailing free speech or stifling freedom on the Internet? This book will take a journey through the ways in which private lives are being exposed online, and it will examine the implications. People have profound new ways to communicate, yet the gossip, shaming, and rumors that are being spread online are sometimes having devastating effects on people's lives. Should we do something to stop the exposure of private secrets on the Internet? Can we do anything? In this book, I will propose a framework for how we can address these problems by recognizing a new and broader notion of privacy and by reaching a better balance between privacy and free speech. The Internet as a Teenager About a decade ago, the Internet in its early days was greeted with a kind of euphoria. Its potential seemed to be boundless, and people viewed it as a wondrous zone of freedom. A few years later, the giddiness dimmed with foreboding. Commentators began to point out that the Internet wasn't inherently free. It could be transformed into a radically controlled and restricted world. In 1999, the Internet law expert Lawrence Lessig declared in his famous book, Code, quote, We will see that cyberspace does not guarantee its own freedom but instead carries an extraordinary potential for control." Unquote. Today, the Internet is no longer in its infancy. Although developed long ago by researchers, the Internet entered into popular usage in the mid-1990s. It's now maturing into its second decade in mainstream culture, its teenage years. The Internet, indeed, has proven to be a place of both rigid control and unbounded freedom. This book focuses on the free dimensions of the Internet. The future of the Internet involves not only the clash between freedom and control, but also a struggle within the heart of freedom itself. The more freedom people have to spread information online, the more likely that people's private secrets will be revealed in ways that can hinder their opportunities in the future. In many respects, the teenage Internet is taking on all the qualities of an adolescent. Brash, uninhibited, unruly, fearless, experimental, and often not mindful of the consequences of its behavior. And, as with a teenager, the net's greater freedom can be both a blessing and a curse. In the offline world, the dog poop girl would have been quickly forgotten. The incident would have ended when she left the subway train. But the Internet enabled the few witnesses of her transgression to express their outrage to millions. Indeed, the Internet affords people unprecedented new ways to communicate with others. It has blossomed into a fantastic world of free expression, teeming with chat rooms, online discussion groups, and blogs, which are proliferating at a breathtaking rate.
Every day, people express themselves to a worldwide audience, something never before possible in the history of humankind. In May 2005, I became a blogger. Within an instant, I could publish virtual op-eds to the entire world. Billions of people potentially could access my thoughts. The blog I posted on was visited thousands of times a day. A lot of people were reading. What made this so exciting was that I had never had any success getting an op-ed published. I tried many a time, but the editors just wouldn't give me a plot of valuable space on their pages. Suddenly, I no longer needed them. I can get my thoughts out far and wide without their help. Blogging brings instant gratification. I can quickly work up my thoughts into a post and publish them to the website for the world to read. People then post comments, and I can have a discussion with them. Blogging has allowed me to explore many an idea that might have languished in a forgotten corner of my mind. In fact...